When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. 227 left in the third. The Sabres have pulled their goalie in Carolina. The Hurricanes lead at 4-2. Earlier today, in a game played in Finland, the Avalanche beat the Blue Jackets 6-3. Miko Rantanen got a hat trick. He is up to seven goals on the season. Raptors trailed Dallas 53-48 with two and a half minutes left in the second quarter. The Oil Kings, who don't score a bunch, have two goals in the first period. They lead Victoria 2-0 with 3.25 left in the opening period. The Golden Bears hockey team at Claire Drake tonight, two and a half left in the first there. And the Bears lead it. 2-0, Davidson and Prokop, your goal scorers. Oilers tomorrow, 12.30 for the face-off show. Game at 2 right here on 6.30, Chet. And then it's the uh, four-game road trip for Edmonton that's going to start in Washington on Monday. Some tough games ahead for the Oilers. Carolina just got an empty netter, so 5-2. They lead Buffalo with 2.14 left in the third. 780-496-0063. Dawson is on the line. Dawson, happy Friday. What's going on? Hey, Reed. How's it going? I'm doing well. Hey, uh, I was just thinking of last night's game. I think of just the vocal point of yesterday and the turning point for me was the, the Tyson Berry penalty on the 50-50 buck in the third period where he took the interference call. I mean, that just can't happen. It, 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 I, I mean, he's known for his defensive uh, relapses and stuff like that. How much further can the Oilers, uh, you know, not, I don't want to say trade him, but you know, tell them, you know, this, like, that stuff just can't happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that, like, I, I thought it was a penalty, first of all. Did you not think it was a penalty? Uh, for sure, yeah. I thought it was a penalty. You can't, you can't go do that on a 50-50 puck. It was a dump in. You can't go chase it and then, you know, try to just take the man instead of playing the puck. I, I'm going to say, and I'll leave you on the line, Dustin, because I want to give you a chance to respond if you want. I, I actually, I, I understand the criticism of Barry, and most of, most offensive defensemen, are not going to be defensive wizards. I mean, there, of course, there are some offensive defensemen who are all round. That's never really been Barry's game. I actually don't mind how Barry has played this season. Uh, I mean, I think he's been better than Bouchard, if you want to compare uh, players with an offensive slant. Um, that one individual penalty for me, I, 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 I maybe wouldn't emphasize that to the same degree you would, though I understand where you're coming from. But I, I think as a whole, and, and, and you've probably heard Rob Brown talk about this, going back to last year's trade deadline in, in the lead-up, that could the Oilers use um, a cycle-killing, beefy defenseman? Maybe could they use a more experienced version of Nima Linen, right? Um, For sure. So now here's the thing, though. I think if you want to talk about right shot offensive defenseman, I think Barry has been better than Bouchard so far this season, personally. But I don't. Th- I don't sure. think they're looking to get rid of either guy uh, at the moment. But but maybe as if you want to round out the roster, you could probably use a little more muscle on defense. 
For sure. I think Bouchard, you know, I think he does have to step it up, and you're correct about that. Uh, and then the, the other, like, I'm not blaming Barry on the – for me, the the, the goal to the, the give them the 4-3 lead, that's coach's problem. Like, you, you throw Barry back on the ice after you just took a dumb penalty, and then that's what happens, and they lose the game. Like, to me, that was just a bad coaching error. And then the other thing is, is yeah, Bouchard hasn't been great, but then his D partner, Kulak, I mean, I'm an Oilers Plus guy, and Ken Holland talked about in there how he didn't want to lose Kulak at $2.5 million. Is Kulak really playing up to $2.5 million? Well, I think Kulak gives you what he gives you. I, I mean, he had a couple tough moments when he fell on those plays earlier in the season. I, I mean, to me, Kulak is maybe a lighter version of CeCe. They're, they're relatively reliable. Uh, and, you know, kind of don't make a lot of mistakes. But unfortunately, Kulak had a couple mistakes earlier this season. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you're I, I feel like you're quite concerned about the defense, though, Dawson. I don't know if I'm making you feel any better. <laughs> no, I, I it's honestly I'm concerned about the defense. In the last couple of years, I've been concerned about the defense. The, I mean, the Oilers brass has never never really kind of brought in a defense that we like fans and the media has ever felt good about uh like if you want to go back like they want to talk about the 80s all the time 84 85 the best team ever built uh they were number one in goals for and eight in the league in goals against there's nowhere close to the owners are going to get to that level if you want to talk about going back to and playing just like the 80s the 80s had a good defensive team yeah they were more for their offense but, I mean, you know, they just keep continuing building offense. But at the end of the day, now you have all these offensive guys, and now we're getting crushed when we have to break up a cycle. Yeah. Like breaking up a cycle goes back to, you know, um, novice hockey and learning that, that, how to break up a cycle. I know it's at the NHL level a lot faster than everything. But, I mean, it just seems like they just can't get the job done with the guys they have. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, fair concerns, and I, and I think that's going to be the thing for this team. And, and as much as I've been talking about it being a fast-paced, wide, wider open game, uh, I think you still have to be able to grind and hit and, and kill the cycle and defend, for sure. I do think scores are going to be up, and I do think that'll continue in the playoffs. I, I think specifically... I mean, I understand what you're saying about Barry, but you only got six defensemen. Like, are, are you going to bench a guy who's been having an, an okay season? And I think, you know, most of the the comments on that goal has been that Neiman Linen got pulled too far to the boards, not that Barry was as much out of position. For sure, Neiman Linen didn't play the puck properly. It wasn't it wasn't really a good read at all. Um, I mean, I. I to me, I, I like. I know uh, Proberg didn't have a good, like, didn't have a good uh, preseason. But I mean, I go back to what Ben Lotite's been saying. You got to play Proberg because this year and next year is your year to go. Like, if you if you're not going to win the cup, how are you going to keep Drysdale and Leon here? So you got to figure out what you have in in Proberg. And if he's not the guy that you thought you drafted in 2019, then you got to make maybe make a trade. I know it's going to hurt. Because we all thought, you know, maybe that's the guy to play with Bouchard, and then Nurse will just Nurse can usually play with the odd guy or two. Okay, yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Dawson. Really appreciate your thoughts, man. Hope we talk again soon. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, that's uh, Dawson checking in seven eight zero four nine six zero zero. I'm just watching that play again. I mean, Marino with a good fake that he was going to go up the wall. Uh, you know, could Barry have slid more over towards the middle for sure? He was looking at the offside winger. Uh, Nima Linen clearly uh, bit on the fake and was was going up the boards, which you don't have to worry about as much as a pass up the middle. So, um, yeah, in terms of the personnel off the ice uh, who were on the ice, I don't have a problem with Nima Linen and Barry being on the ice in that situation. Dawson did, so uh, I guess that's part of the fun of, uh, of debating it for sure. But uh, Devils made a pretty good play as well. Uh, a little bit more from Wayne Gretzky. He had a good chat with Bob earlier today he commented on the Oilers goalies Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner yeah first of all I think people got to understand anytime you make a uh, decision to uh, move and go to another city it takes a little bit of time uh, and Jack Campbell is a hard-working good goaltender I saw him play a lot in Toronto um, it's a transition period for him, and he's going to be fine. He's an experienced guy. He's a guy that's played under the microscope and played under pressure, and he's going to end up um, being very, very good for the Edmonton Oilers. And then on the other side of things, um, as you said, a nice situation now. Takes pressure off of Campbell that he doesn't have to play every game. Uh, when a guy gets hot, I'm sure Jay's going to ride the hot goalie, but you know, obviously I talked to my brother a lot and over the years um, spent a lot of time asking him about the kids that are playing in Bakersfield. Uh, the Oilers organization, Kenny and the scouting staff, the amateur staff have done a really nice job uh, with that hockey club down in Bakersfield. They got, got some guys that can come up and play now and contribute in a, in a uh, good manner and talking to my brother over the years he would tell me all the time that Skinner is one of the best players in the American League if not the best goaltender um, in the league and you know you see glimpses of it when a guy comes up and plays for a week and then goes back to the minors comes up for a couple games and goes back to the minors uh, I don't care if you're Mario Lemieux or Mark Messier, uh, you got to play with confidence. And I said at the beginning of the year, he knows now he's going to be in Edmonton. He's going to get a great deal of confidence out of um, being there and knowing and understanding that if he lets in a bad goal or has a bad night, which everybody does, he's not going to be sent back to Bakersfield. So I really think their team is much stronger uh, on a whole, and part of that reason is I think they got two goaltenders who are competitive and give them a chance to win every night. A little bit from Wayne Gretzky on the Oilers goaltending. Adam Konar from the Elks when we get back. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, he has signed a two-year contract extension with the Edmonton Elks. We welcome back to Inside Sports linebacker Adam Konar. Adam, how are you doing? Doing good. How about yourself? I am doing very well. It's nice to have you on the show again. Of course, uh, you joined me a few times during your your previous tenure in, in green and gold, and I think we, uh, we caught up a couple times when... Uh, when you were playing uh, elsewhere as well, but uh, you you were in the news this week. You got a new deal with the Elks. Just tell me about that and and maybe the the mindset now for the off season. I mean, you you know you got a deal. You're not going to have to worry about free agency. That must feel uh, feel pretty good. Yeah, that's uh that's probably the the number one thing about getting uh being able to get it done a deal done nice and early, right? Is just uh, not having to think about it anymore for the rest of the off season. Um, 
you know, the last off season, it was kind of, you know, you just have, you have a little more uh, stress when you're kind of waiting around till February, um, thinking about it, thinking about where you're going to go and stuff like that. So be to be able to get a deal done nice and early, um, and especially being able to come back to Edmonton, knowing I'm coming back there just makes it, uh, makes it more simple and just gives me a better chance just to focus on uh, my training and everything I have to do to get ready for next season, knowing exactly where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing. Right. So, so it's nice to get it done nice and early. You mentioned training. How much of a break do you give your body after the season ended? Have you already started training or do you to take a little bit of a break or scale it back? I'm just wondering what your routine is. Yeah, so I mean, I, I usually just take one week completely off um, to let the body kind of recover from all the hits and stuff during the season. So kind of last week was just completely off. And then, uh, I mean, this week and for basically the month of November, it's a lot of uh, a lot of basic work, um, not really heavy weights or anything like that, just a lot of uh, movement type of stuff um and just kind of getting everything feeling good uh so i then going into december i can kind of start building up a little bit for uh hitting it full go in uh january so that's kind of the the game plan yeah just a, a couple of looks back to to this past season obviously you know no team wants to miss the playoffs i i think we all knew it you know it might not be a great year for the elks but unfortunately uh you know, especially down the stretch, some games that were were there to win, and and you guys just couldn't finish. Is is that a learned skill as a group to close out those fourth quarters? Was it was it just some, you know, key mistakes at the wrong time? I'm, I'm just more, and I think you know, I'm specifically mostly talking about Montreal and Toronto games there. Yeah. You know, how do you sort of reflect on those and and why you guys came up short in some fourth quarters? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it it, uh, it happened a couple times this year. And I mean, even in other games, right, it was just different stretches throughout the games that we kind of uh, lost it. Not even sometimes it was a full quarter. Um, sometimes it wasn't even a full quarter, like against against Toronto, for example, that last game we um, it was the last four minutes, right, um, that that we just kind of collapsed, but you know, it, it's a combination of different things. I think just, um, I mean, this year we, we just had so many new players and stuff like that coming in and out of the lineup. Right. So just to, just to have some consistency, uh, really makes a big difference. Um, so I think that'll, that'll make a big difference. Obviously going into next year is just having a consistent, lineup week after week that you can kind of build that uh chemistry with um so i think that uh plays in quite a bit to that and um you know just we we were never really able to get on a roll this season right um so the confidence wasn't really able to build as a team as a whole um so i think that that plays a bit of a part into it as well um you know we we really i don't I don't think we won even two games in a row this year, right? So if you if you can't string together a couple wins in a row, it's hard to build that confidence. If you keep, you know, you win one week, you feel good, but then the next week you go and lose, it's uh it's tough to it's tough to build that 
that chemistry and build that confidence. So it just is a, it's a matter of being more consistent week after week. Yeah, no, that's fair for sure. Adam Conard from the Edmonton Elks joining us tonight on Inside Sports. I mentioned you obviously played here before. You played for Chris Jones before. Is he completely the same Chris Jones you had seven years ago? Any any subtle changes uh, in the coach? I mean, obviously he's got the reputation for the focus, uh, just a life dedicated to to football. Um, mm-hmm. What are your comparisons from one year to the other? Yeah, no, I I mean I feel like uh, he's pretty much the same um, from when I was here in 2015 with him. Um, Obviously, I had a bit of a different perspective on everything, right? Just being younger and being a rookie and everything like that. Um, but no, as far as uh, Coach Jones, I mean, he he works uh, the same as as I've seen him previously, right? It's not nothing different. It's all about whatever you have to do to try and get the team to win, right? Um, that's what he's all about, and. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see much of a difference from from 2015 to to now, other than uh, you know our our record obviously as a team. But Coach Jones himself is pretty consistent, I'd say. Yeah, I just want to grab your thoughts on the playoff games. I won't put you on the spot with any predictions for uh, with yeah. repeated against throughout the season, but yeah, you know you played against Calgary and uh, and BC a lot this season. Uh, you had a couple of games against Rourke, the the young quarterback for the Lions, and, and Calgary's got a young guy too in uh, in Mayer. Um, what what clicks for those guys? And and for like for the Elks personally, was there? Well, Rourke clearly gave you guys a lot of problems in those in those couple of games. Uh, like, tell yeah. me a little bit about the two quarterbacks that are gonna go head to head. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, Calgary for one is just they've been a consistent organization as a whole, right, for the past. I mean, since I've been in the CFL, they've just been consistent year after year. And I mean, um, Meyer got to learn, obviously, under Bo Levi, one of the best quarterbacks I've seen play. Um, So obviously that plays a huge help that he was able to learn under him. Um, So you can see, uh, you know, he's very consistent in what he does, right? Um, Very efficient. And uh, as far as Rourke, I mean, he he's a pretty special quarterback um you know i was i was fortunate to to be in bc last year and watch him work and watch him uh learn under under mike as well riley um and you you could tell he took some some things from mike riley but he's he's definitely a special quarterback um so it's you know i i think it's going to be a good game um I just, I really think Rourke, um, you know, if he can come out at the same level that he was playing at earlier in the season, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like you kind of made a prediction while dancing around a prediction. So that's fair. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> okay. Well, Hey, it's great to catch up with you. I, I'll just throw you kind of a fun one here at the end. Yeah. Um, what are your sports viewing habits? as you go through the winter here, like, will you watch CFL playoffs, NFL, you got a hockey team. What do you, what do you, what do you spend time watching? Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll, I'll always watch the CFL playoffs. Um, it's always exciting for me to watch. I mean, I grew up as a big CFL fan, so that's always kind of number one, number one for me. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll watch 
I don't watch as much NFL during our football season, um, but after the season, I'll tune in every Sunday and for all the primetime games on Monday and Thursday and whatever um, throughout the week and watch those. And hockey, I do, you know, I, I was, I grew up a Canucks fan. Um, I am, I like the Oilers too, but I really tune into hockey when it's playoff time. Um, but I, I've always been an NBA fan. I enjoy watching uh, basketball. Grew up playing basketball. That was kind of the first sport I, I fell in love with. So um, basketball is always something I watch almost on a day-to-day basis. Oh, interesting. Okay, do you have a favorite player, favorite team? Favorite player is uh, LeBron. Um, always, always been a LeBron fan. Um, favorite team? kind of tough to say right now i wouldn't say i have a i really root that hard for any specific team i mean i would like to see the lakers do well um but if they don't it's not not like i'm i'm hurt over that you know um i'm more of just a basketball fan in general i just like seeing i just enjoy seeing good games um and you know close games that come down to a wire that you're gonna see a kind of buzzer beater shot or something like that so um, that's all I'm looking for when I'm watching basketball. I'm not really rooting too hard for a specific team or anything like that. I'm just I'm just enjoying the good games. Right on. Okay. Well, Adam, again, congratulations on the new deal with the Elks. You're always a pleasure to talk to. I uh, hope you have a great offseason, and we'll do this again soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Reed. Good talking to you.